The following is a presentation of the Wide Open Mic Podcast Network. For information on this and other podcasts, please go to www.wideopenmic.net. Two players, two sides. Do you have any idea how badly I want to kill you? One is light. Heat, damn it, run! One is dark. We're the good guys, Michael. Son of a bitch. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! Dude? You all, everybody? Let's go, friends. You all, everybody? You all, everybody? Acting like it's stupid people when it's expensive I love you, Benny. But if we can't live together... Nice, as friends. I've always loved you. We're gonna die alone. Don't you leave me. I'm so sorry. Guys, we have to go back, Kate. I love you. We have to go back! Oh, yeah, we are back! And, man, are we back with a huge one. Jesse, one of the ten greatest, maybe five greatest episodes of the show? Am I I overselling it? (laughs) It's up there, but, yeah, this episode rules. Oh, one of the best so much so much to cover in this episode and uh man i i am gunner and the whole gang is here ladies and gentlemen dave Dodd, a wop baba loo wop bamboo fuch god good guys with the wacky intro hi i'm future how's it going jesse hey there big mike and keith (laughs) i don't even need an intro after that one (laughs) All right, so we are uh, we are tackling season two, episode twenty. I'm sorry, episode ten, the twenty third psalm. But before we get there, briefly, did anyone have a chance to watch the Lost Revelation clip show? I, I had a chance, but I, I didn't do it. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't either. Yeah, you sent it so late, Gunner, that uh, I had football to watch. Does? I, had a chance. I did not have a chance. I'm <laughs> if I had a chance, I may have done it. I don't know. Well, it, it, honestly, it's just, it's pretty much the same thing as the rest of them. Just a catch up. And and so the reason. Sorry, Gunner, we don't do our homework. That's yeah. all, you watch the episode. That's 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 uh, at least you guys did that. But the reason yeah, why it's not enough that I also do a podcast on the show. So, I mean, and I listened to the podcast also. So, I mean, I feel like I don't need, I didn't necessarily need the clip show. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like the the clips, like I already saw all the clips, like very recently. So, you know, I I just, you know, I'm okay. So, and then discuss them for an hour every week. Yeah, like it's it's pretty fresh. (laughs) It's also like we're watching them every week and this clip show was meant to to bridge like a two month gap in the episode, which makes sense that they would have it. You know? Yeah. So uh, th- this episode aired uh, 23rd Psalm aired uh, January 11th, 2006, six weeks after the previous episode. So they, uh, they took six weeks off of new episodes and then. Yeah. Cause people didn't have the process, the, the ability to binge, catch up, right. And go back and watch what they missed. Yeah. But I did then. do my research and you want to know what they aired during those 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 weeks off? So the first week they aired, they re-aired Everyone Loves Hugo, Everyone Hates Hugo, which is episode four from this season. I believe they aired the first three when they took their first break. Um, so they're just keeping it going. Uh, the week after they did 
and Found, episode five. Then they did Abandoned, episode six. And then they skipped for another 40, uh, they skipped uh, the other 48 days and went straight into Collision, uh, episode eight. And then there was a week off for the Rose Bowl. So uh. that is what they did on those five weeks in between. Um, so yeah, so they aired the clip show. It was kind of interesting for those that it's on YouTube. That's where I watched it. Um, and, uh, essentially the cool thing about it was it was a lot like the, f- a couple of the ones from last season, but when they showed the whole beginning, it was the others or not the others, the, the Tailies version of, you know, landing on the Island and stuff. So it's just kind of a little different, different spin on it. Um, it was, you know, most of the first half was just the Tailey's story mixed in with, you know, they talked about them building the raft and they talked about them finding the hatch and it was just a good catch up. So I enjoyed it. Um, it was, I thought it was pretty interesting. They, they brought up a lot of stuff that was really relevant to this episode. So I watched it before I watched this episode and I thought, I'm glad I watched this because it kind of reminded me of stuff that we were about to see stuff that we will talk about. But uh, yeah, again, digging into this episode, um, it was directed by Matt. We're now on the 23rd Psalm. I was directed by Matt Earl Beasley, and this is actually his one and only lost episode he directed, though he did direct a bunch of episodes from CSI, CSI Miami, Prison Break, uh, SVU, and then he was, I found this interesting, he was an assistant director on a bunch of stuff, including Braveheart and Christmas Vacation. So, I thought that was interesting. Like National Lampoon? Yes. Oh. Yes. Uh, And it was written by... Jess, who is this written by? Darleton. Darleton, of course. They're sixth episode together. So for those out there watching the show, when you see this is written by Darleton, just know that this is an important episode. Though dot, 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 and found, which might be one of the worst episodes this season, our lovely Jin and Sun episode, right? That's and found. Am I right? I believe so. Thanks. So. So, yeah. Um, that was kind of a, a turd nugget. Maybe their worst, but look at that. Look at the ones. I, I, that's, that's a touch harsh. It, it was not good, but for their their worst. So they also wrote okay. Deus Ex Machina, classic. Exodus, which I'm counting all three parts as one episode. Um, and found the other 48 days. Um, so out of these that we've seen already, they are all big giant episodes that they've written. Um, and for the numbers, this is Q's seventh episode. Uh, he did one with Javi Mark's watch and this is uh Damon's 11th episode. So I uh, getting in the cast, every uh, build cast member appeared in this episode, except one person. Who was it? Anyone? Who did not? Saeed. Saeed. Good call. Yeah, we didn't see Saeed at all. He is still mourning the loss. He was mentioned. He was mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And my apologies for this next part of the podcast. But it's time to talk about the guest stars and co-stars. Oh, gosh. Just just power through it. Just all go right. All guest that. starring. Only one guest star. Ada Kumbarakabuch M. Cormick was Yemi. I don't know. I don't know how close I was, but probably not, not at all. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure that was not close. 
Abitakamba and Cormac. All right. Awesome. Sounds Good like job. a Harry Potter spell. <laughs> I've never seen Harry Potter. I've tried four times when I've fallen asleep every time. Okay. Co starring Kolo Wole, Abiyale Jr. as young Echo. <laughs> and God. interesting enough, Olakian Obiale as young Yemi. So I believe that these. I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say that these kids are brothers because they have the nice. same last name. Of course, Pierre Oliver is Ulu, who was uh, he was the one of uh, Echo's two buddies. There were two of them. One that looked like the look at me. I'm the captain now guy. Uh, that is, I believe, Ulu. And then there's Goldie, who was played by Ronald Revels, who I believe when I first saw it, do you anyone remember the movie Class Act with Kid and Play? No. Oh, it's a classic. I Jesse, remember. You remember Class Act? Yeah, I, I'm aware. Like I remember <laughs> it existing, but I don't remember anything from the film. I feel like I saw it at some point. The great. I remember Kid and Play's hair. Yes. Yeah. Well, at least one of them. But uh, the I thought this guy was uh, the villain in in that movie. Who was his name was Wedge in the movie. It was not him. It kind of disappointed me. But we also had John Bryan as Thug Captain, uh, Lawrence Jones as Lead Soldier, who was the guy that came up to Echo at the end and said, You okay, Farah? And then uh, uh, Mumum El Haji played Tough Moroccan. Those are the guys selling the drugs. I guess I missed that they were Moroccans. Oh, Moroccan. Nice. And then Archif Marzuki as Moroccan number two. Very exciting. Emmy Award nominating performance of Moroccan number two. Um, Ellie St. Rose. Ellis St. Rose as the priest from the opening. And then Cynthia Charles as Nigerian woman. Uh, she was the one selling the statues. So... This covers day 50 on the island. I kind of like when it's like one day, one episode. I think that's cool. Um, and this is obviously our first um, Echo-centric episode. So, man, uh, before we start, Keith, I had a question for you. So, during the previously on, they talked about the priest that was on the plane. Um, at what point in this episode, Keith, did you kind of put... The priest and Echo together. Did you at all? Um, yeah, kind of. Um, I, I guess are you talking probably when he talked to his brother and he decided that he was gonna, you know, that he was gonna, that was the way he was gonna get into the country, right? That's when it was validated. But I'd had a hunch last okay. week, if you don't remember. Okay, all right, sounds yeah. good. All right, so we open this episode with a bunch of kids playing soccer. Uh, when a bunch of like gang members come to steal kids and echo saves a kid which we find out later is uh, yemi his brother and uh when the gangsters ask him his name he says echo so jesse we learned earlier in this show that his name was mr echo one word that that was his first name but later in this scene the gangster calls him mr echo and yemi calls him echo and every time they say Mr. Echo in the in the if any of you guys are still watching with the subtitles, it's two words. So Yeah, I think they just changed their minds halfway through. What do you think, Jess, yeah. with the Mr. Echo thing? Think they just gave up I on it? That, yeah, I just think that they were just like, let's just kind of 
you know, we, we, uh, we can stick to the way that, but that also could have been like a formatting thing on the captions. Like, you know, like it might not have been ever like, you Intended know, part of the actual show. No, yeah. It, it, so, it so who knows? No, they, they like wrote it in super specifically to have a whole set of dialogue where even as a child, he was called Mr. Echo. That's like very on purpose to like, like at this at this point. But I'm saying earlier, earlier when the captioning had it as one long word, like that could have been a like whoever did the captions could have typed it in like that. Honestly, I I think they they gave him his actual name was Mister Echo, and that was like hard for people to pronounce or but in this way they could just shorten it to echo without like being dickish and cutting off again like this episode was weird in that it had and we'll get into this later but there was like a lot of very very awkward dialogue that was like super expository and like unnaturally expository and i feel like they, they did a lot of retconning in this episode and like made a lot of shit make sense that wouldn't have otherwise made sense and like this this Mr. Echo thing is just one of those things. Now, Jesse, do you find that a trait of Darlton with the whole uh, exposition? I mean, they're kind of, I don't know if it's necessarily them, but they write the important episodes with the important exposition that needs to be said. So do you find this as a trait that they stick to, you know, something that they do, or do you think that's just... Uh, just happenstance because of the episodes that they write. I think it's more happenstance because yeah, they do fall into like the premieres and the finales and like the big episodes in between, and and those are the an- where they're kind of throwing out the answers and all. And and at a certain point, they they just got to lay out the information, uh, you know, quickly. Uh, so maybe that is just a form of the the structure of the show. Okay. All right. Good. 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 All right, so then we go to Echo carving scripture on his stick. When Claire sits down to talk to him, she explains that Charlie has a Virgin Mary statue. She takes him to see it. He breaks it open, showing the drugs. Jesse, is your boy Charlie going to be a little pissed? Um, I just don't care about his feelings at all. So, <laughs> you know, who? Uh, I really, it doesn't matter what he feels. Echo can can take him down. That'll be good. So I want to know what, who has more love, Jesse for Charlie or Future for Shannon? Oh, definitely. I, I mean, are we asking who actually has more hate? Yes. Or strong, hate just say strong feelings because they could be good or bad feelings. Um. Well, now that Shannon's gone, I'm indifferent to her existence again. Mm. Uh. So I guess him for charlie because charlie's still around all right yeah because my my favorite death of the whole show is when charlie overdoses in the middle of the jungle like it's the greatest episode in television history you know (laughs) spoiler alert (laughs) yeah all the virgin marys at once so yeah when, when, when mr echo shot that guy as a kid there was surprisingly little blood for a bullet straight to the brain that was there was like nothing in the sand. I get it's it's like you know it's I Disney, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like Disney, Disney, Disney. really? Come on! I'm not saying like spatter everywhere, but there should be wet in the dirt. Like, Honestly, if this was the, made today, I think we'd see. Yeah, what about the double throat slash? Uh, 
they they spattered in that one, didn't they? You heard it. You didn't see it. I think. I thought they showed they showed. There were the thin clip. thin bloodline across their. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, also, <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, but if they at least again for like the suspended disbelief, like I could, they they still showed the throats being cut. Uh, yeah. I guess because a child blew the guy's brains out, they didn't want to make it gory. But as an adult, it was more okay. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that's me. Nice. Uh, all right. But I, I do want to, um, before we get past it real quick, um, the interesting part of that scene was when, um, you know, we put two and two together that he knows about the statues and therefore drugs on the plane. And then I'm like, oh, then I start connecting all those dots together. And it was quite interesting how the episode unfolded to me based off, you know, feeling like I had new information. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I did. And I did predict that Echo was a drug dealer, I think, like, what, last season? Or at the beginning of the season when he was introduced, didn't I say well, that? Well, he's not a drug dealer. He's well, he's kind of like the head of a crime lord family. He's, right? not even, I, he's, a, he's a warlord in this situation. I thought I he was think, trying to get the drugs right. out of the country. He's like... Uh, yeah, he's a drug exporter. But, but he was not also a priest, and I said that bad. last week. So he's I an importer-exporter. He's going to stick with the exporting and forget the I, importing. I would say smuggler would be an appropriate term, and not in like the cool Han Solo way or pirate way, like in like you know, like the Mexican cartel kind of way. In the blow kind of way. Like I'm talking yeah. the movie, well, the Ted Demi movie glamorous, blow. But it, yeah. More uh, like Sicario. Can I just say R.I.P. Ted Demi? You made the movie blow and then died of a cocaine overdose. Makes me sad. All right. I was going to ask Jesse, is that not impressive, though, to guess two occupations and they kind of were both right? Yeah, you're great. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Let everybody know that. All right. Let's go uh, back to the hatch. Um, John is locking up the guns and talking to Michael and. John points out that Michael wants one of those guns. So does as our counsel here, um, would you give a gun to Michael if you were John? Definitely not. No, he just, <laughs> he mur- didn't he murder somebody? No, no, I don't think so. He, he tried to, he tried Charlie, to murder Mr. Friend. No, no, that was, that was Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting my boneheads mixed up. Um, <laughs> wait a second though there i know there's a scene where michael is terribly irresponsible yeah and he beats the shit out of gin for no reason yes okay there you go that's a good okay perfect 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 yeah he yeah. beats the shit out of gin for well no but gin was attacking him was he yeah wasn't gin, gin was attacking him over the watch Yes, because he had, yeah. He oh, had. yeah. No, was it? Okay. Um, okay, I know what it is. He left his kid with the woman who doesn't speak any <laughs> any word of English. Okay, there there it is. There's I one. Mean, and is he left his here. dog with Shannon. He's totally yeah. judgment negative. Like, his judgment well, is. irresponsible with, with lives. Okay, yeah, so don't give him a gun. Got it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't give him a gun. I think. I think. Okay. Yes, I. I would give. I would not give him a gun for that. But I don't know if John Locke knows about that. But he does know about how dickish Michael was being with Walt and the knife training. That that that, oh, that's that, true. that 
that John Locke was doing. So I think I probably would not want to give Michael a gun. I'd say, I mean, do you want some training first? Maybe, you know, let's go. go He does give him the training, right? Yeah. Is that not what that is? Later on. We'll talk about that later. I guess. Hold on. I wouldn't train this guy because he's so wildly irresponsible. Why would I make him a more efficient killer? I'm not going to show him all this shit works. Well, because I don't think he's that stupid. I think he's like kind of a, a, a loose cannon, but maybe he can be trained into, you know, you know, acting. You, you can use him as safely. a resource still. Okay. I, may, may, yeah, right. Exactly. May, maybe th- that's where it is. I wouldn't just give him a gun without some kind of training and orientation, with, with, which John does. But I, I don't know if John gave him the gun before that training. So, yeah, sure. Here, you want to you want to you want to go shooting or if he was making it a condition about it. But no, either way, that him, was very he smart. Gave, he gave him an unloaded gun, remember, because he's like teaching him to aim it and shoot it. And there's no bullets in it. Yeah, you're right. Good. Good. Very good. All right, so we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. We'll talk right. about that later. I do want to talk about that. OK, so, well, let's right, move right. on. Let's I, move on. Uh, we go to Charlie now singing the kinks while Jin is fishing. And Echo shows up Charlie. telling Charlie he's got to take him to the statue. So, Jesse, you think Charlie shit his pants a little when Echo just started, like, marching yeah. towards him with his Jesus stick? Yeah, I, I definitely would. I mean, that's just, that cannot be fun. No, I thought that was awesome. I thought you would appreciate that that line. So, All right, then we go to grown-up Echo buying heroin from the Moroccans. Um, So let me ask you a question, Keith. This whole scene... With the uh, he, he didn't really buy it, did he? He well, straight up cut their fucking necks out. Yeah, you know? he, uh, he yeah. stole that heroin and murdered the seller. Well, at first he bought it and then <laughs> robbed them back of his no, he, money. No, he made an offer. That they the couldn't guy never refuse. accepted it. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. they were stood up to if they would have been, it. If they would have been cool and took the 50, they would still be alive, I think. Uh, you Maybe. know, But they, they had to be dicks about it and he had to put them in their place. No, were they dicks about it? He stood up to explain. Yeah, they were like they were joking around and they were saying, "We're not. This is ridiculous. We're not going to take this. Like, it's way undervalued. That kind of stuff." And that's when he he killed them. I that they were speaking in Arabic. You understood what they were saying? Yeah, he's paraphrasing. I think. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. They were laughing to each other, like during the the the. The, the conversation like what did what do you think they were talking about i inferred that they accepted the offer they like it seemed like the one knew the position they were in and knew they were fucked and then stood up to accept it and then he just killed them anyways well let me ask that you a question you, i gotta rewatch this scene now there's such differing points of view on it that was my interpretation but i mean I, I, you know, I, I didn't even really think. I was so shocked. This is not a scene that I remembered. I was so shocked when he just slashed their throats. I was like, what the fuck, Echo? Jesus Christ. But, like, but your your shock was because you thought that was a successful drug deal and they were about to just part ways amicably, right? No, it doesn't have to be successful or not successful. You just – I w- look – if someone doesn't want to sell me something I, or something doesn't want to, someone doesn't want to buy my whatever, I don't slash their throats. <laughs> like, that is just not something. 
so, I, I, I wouldn't think to do it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect it from, you know, professional criminals. Oh, well, that's why you're a lawyer you mean, and not yeah, a CEO. You, you know, come on. You're not a warlord? Yeah. What? <laughs> Keith, let me ask you, what was it like? Was it hard seeing Echo like this? Slashing throats and being badass? I mean, it's so different than what we've gotten from Echo so far in the show. Um, yeah, totally. But um, I don't know. I guess as the um, episode went on, I guess you learned to uh, have a different perception of him. You know, just because uh, before that he was so quiet, right? He didn't have anything to say. So there was not much information we got from him besides that Bible looking thing that we thought. Is he a fucking samurai? Two Colombian neckties in one swoop? Where? Yeah, that that's a good. Uh, it's a good. Well, it's only a Colombian necktie if you pull their tongue out through the hole that you cut. It's a Moroccan necktie. They were prepped. They were prepped for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, really dark that I instantly knew how to correct. Anyway, um, yeah, that that's really if we're within the same height, like. Because it was like one shot. Like, <laughs> right. Are they the same exact height? Like, what a convenient, like, yeah, there was no dealers. downward slash. Like, it was just straight across. They had to be the exact same height. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and equidistant from, or like, yeah, like they, <laughs> yeah. They're on the right part. <laughs> no one F's with the echo. That's all I got to say. So. <laughs> Bye, All right, so then next we go to, to Charlie and Echo walking. Oh, wait, wait. I was going to say is y- you should have killed the kid. <laughs> but right. he wanted to prove that he wasn't heartless. Um, right. No, he just slit those He's the, throats. He, no, that, that reminded him of his brother. That was a callback to that. Was like, now I remember. Yeah. Now I remember, guys. Okay, it wasn't because the deal was successful or not successful. I mean, I don't even know. I don't. I don't think it really matters. I think he was responding to the comment that you have no soul. Yes, from the other, from one of them. You know, I agree. And oh. so, that, right? So he was just proving that he has no soul, or no, that he does. No, because he, he let the kid it got, go. It trigger, okay, that that comment triggered him. It triggered him into this this violent outrage and outburst. This psychotic behavior. You know, from all the trauma that he's been through and, and, and all the feelings he's got, you know, he's got the mixed feelings. And yeah, he, you know, I think that's what sent him. I would agree said, with you that. Know, yeah. That's what sent him off the deep end. So still should have killed the kid. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. But he had to prove them wrong. He had to say, yeah, uh, see, see you cocksuckers. I do have a soul. Oh, by murdering them and then sparing the kid? How does that fucking equate? Well, it's uh it's it's, logic it's, it's is... for the it's 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 for it's for God's eyes, I guess, or the viewers, <laughs> I suppose. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. So next uh Charlie and Echo uh stop by uh Claire on the way to the forest. And uh you know, Claire is uh, Annoying. Not really happy. Yeah, and then we go back to Michael, and he's being taught how to shoot by John. We kind of talked about this already, but wait, wait, but what a fucking wait! 
Who uses the full thing of ranch? That was my question, Fuge. Yeah. Was it smart to waste all that ranch? Like, eat all the ranch. And then, first of all, you don't even use a plastic jug for this because plastic containers that you can store water and shit in, even though they might taste, the, the water might taste like ranch afterwards. Like, super valuable on a de- like deserted island. Why waste like, delicious ranch when you can shoot mustard? You fucking shoot coconuts. You got them everywhere. Like, what are you doing, you idiots? Plus, People Charlie's on the island. Yeah. Yeah, just shoot Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then uh, I, I'm more of a vinaigrette guy, kind of guy. So, I, I see. I, fine, I, the drink the vinaigrette and shoot the empty bucket. <laughs> like I don't care. Just don't waste all the dressing. <laughs> I mean, they do have Mama Cass records. They can like throw them like skeet shooting and yeah, like anything is really better than blowing up like a <laughs> fucking five gallon tub of ranch. I agree. I agree. So, so then we go back to Charlie and Echo. And Charlie lies about where he found the statues. Jesse, why'd Charlie lie? Shitty liar. Uh, he's, you know, he he needs a security blanket, so he's trying to like cover up as much as he can, so he can he can hold on to it. He's a scary guy. I would tell him everything he wanted to know, especially if I was Charlie. So, Why didn't Charlie like go get an adult when this started going down? <laughs> like, a, like a real adult. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, was adult. nowhere to be found. I yeah, just go find like even Sawyer would have been able to like put he a was... stop to him getting like taken hostage and dragged into the jungle by like the scariest dude they found on the island so far. I don't know. Not scariest, but certainly most intimidating. All right. So then we go back to Echo's flashback and uh, he goes to see Yemi, his brother, uh, who is now a priest. And he asks Yemi to help him get the drugs out of Nigeria. And though Yemi thinks it's all about his greed. So, Das, let me ask you a question here. This one's for you, my friend. Is Echo a good guy stuck in a bad position or is he kind of the bad guy that Yemi makes him out to be? Ooh, that's a tough question, man. You know, I think, I think. After watching this show, I concluded that Echo was a bad guy trying to be a good guy, but that fundamentally he was bad because of what happened to him as a kid because and everything that happened after, you know, but that was a, you know, a, a tipping point when, when, when he shot that, whoever that was for, um, random old man. Yeah, but random poor terrified old dude. Like you know sack wearing old man. <laughs> I I disagree with you, Daz. I think that Echo is a good guy. I think he went I don't think he's either. I think he's a pragmatist. I think he went and shot that guy to save Yummy's life. And I think that he was trying to get the drugs out of Nigeria. Um I don't think he was doing it for the money. I think he was doing it to keep the country safe. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but, okay, and no. so in that moment, no. in that moment, he was good. In that moment, he was a good guy. That's what I when think. He, no. When he tried to save Yemi, he was good. I agree with that. Even though he was trying to, sh- you know, even though he had to shoot this old fucker, you know, like, he, you know, he was trying to help. He was trying to, like, he was, well, he was, no, trying, he to was trying to spare Yemi. Yes, exactly. He was trying to spare Yemi. He was from having to do it. He was probably thinking in his mind, well, this guy is going to die no matter what. 
I may as well shoot him to protect uh, you know, my was, brother from having to do it. Bearing the sins on his brother's behalf. Right. So that was that was him trying to be good, I think. I I, I would agree that yeah, that was I don't think it's good or bad. I think it's pragmatic. He went Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Maybe went, exactly. This it's is hard fucking, to say. It's, it's very it's Machiavellian, bad. right? He went, this is the fucking situation. Like good or bad doesn't really factor in here. Like this is what's going to happen. If I can spare funny. my it's brother. Didn't then... they yeah, yeah, yeah. They addressed this very question when he's like saying he said this there was this great quote. He's like, For you, good and evil are miles apart. They're so yeah. far apart. But for me, the world that I live in, these things are, you know, it's all relative. It's all context dependent. You know, he said it much better than I am, but that was what, that was the meaning that I got from it. And uh, I feel like, yeah, that, that's a that's a very good example of 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 that kind of thing. Like, what was it? Was it good? Was it bad? I, I don't re- I don't really know. But I think he what doesn't happens live in good and bad. He lives in but, this is reality, and I need to just like do what's the least shitty in each situation. But but I believe it. What happened to him after after that 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 incident turned him toward a life of crime, and violence, and you know lack Bro, of. Bro, he was abducted as a youth by warlords. Like he didn't have a choice. Yeah, I know. So I, I wasn't really I'm not saying he did. I'm not saying he had a choice or not. I'm not saying that it's you know. I'm just saying that he that that happened as a result of him take making that decision. And we, when we find Echo as an adult, he is feeling the weight of all those those bad acts, those evil acts that he's done, and he is trying to, I think, um, you know, reconcile that person with the person that he wants to be, who the person that tried to save, you know, Yemi, and and the person that maybe he's thinking that he wants to be. Like I think he has a moral conscience. But he does not, you know, like he, he well, thinks of the he his life as bad, uh, is fraught with evil. He thinks he of those acts that he did with evil. ideal self, but has to live in a very harsh reality. Right. Yeah, that's I mean, true. He, like, like he, he's doing things literally to survive. Like good and evil doesn't equate into survival at this point, Right. Like they're gonna murder that whole fucking village. Like he's like, dude, do this thing. Like I want to help you. I want to give you polio vaccine money. But these fuckers over here will burn your entire church down. Like you should probably just sign this. Like you know, like he's not good or evil. He's just trying to find. Yeah, but he brought those goons. Yeah, but they were gonna go there no matter what. Like. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But like, okay. I mean, he's with them. You know, he didn't try to stop them, but then he would be killed, of course. You know, I, yeah, I but get. Then they I would think, just, yeah, yeah. You're right. I mean, it it, it is a, it is a extremely complicated. You're right, and you can I think look at Echo in this way. And I think I think this this episode makes you want to look at him this this way as you're describing to justify all these bad things that he's done because you want to think this guy is a good guy. I think. As the season has a good guy. Well, well, but but people are fond of Echo. You don't you don't hate him. I think you probably like the character. I like I I do. 
Yeah. Sawyer's also my favorite. He's not a good guy at, at any point in the show up until pretty recently either. Right. I guess. I mean, but what I mean is like, he's likable despite all of his, uh, bad, all is the bad he likable or is he interesting? I, I don't know that he's likable. I think you're fascinated. By I'll him. tell you what, man, watching the, the clip show that no one else watched, they had that great scene where after 40 days, um, he goes up to Anna Lucia who's crying and, uh, he goes to console her and she's like, what you talk now? And he goes, it's been 40 days. And she's like, took you 40 days to, to talk. And he goes, took you 40 days to cry. Like, how do you not love echo after that? Like, and just <laughs> that character that he has been on this Island, you know, uh, I don't care what, and he's the only one that stood up to Anna Lucia and said, I'm taking this guy to his friend. You know, I'm taking Sawyer. I'm going to save this guy's life that I don't know that i let's be honest. If you were the others, you're all like, this guy's kind of a douche Sawyer. Cause he was acting like a douche the whole time. So, I mean, Echo's a good guy. He saved Sawyer. I love Echo. So, well, let's get back to the other, the other guy who I think is the second most interesting character in this episode. And we go back to, we go to the Island. We see Kate cutting Sawyer's hair when Hurley and Michael shows up and Michael asked Kate if he could take her shift in the hatch. So Keith, do you trust Michael? What do you think of Michael now? Um, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't I trust him? I mean, I think he just wants to go find his son, right? You think that's the only, his only problem? He just wants Um, to get his son? I don't see any other problems. Okay. I mean, he just doesn't want them to stop him. So he's trying to figure out if he can figure out where to go specifically, I think. But do you think that he has everyone else's interest in mind when he's like, well, no, not at all. I mean, he's probably being very selfish about it. Or do you think if one of these guys comes in the way, he won't think twice about shooting him if he gets that gun that he wants? Yeah, I guess there's a threat to that, yes. Okay. Well, let's go back to uh, our good buddies Echo and Charlie, and we get to another interesting scene, Jesse. I'm I'm throwing this one your way because it's your boy. Uh, Echo is kind of... Charlie's kind of trying to justify himself to Echo and, you know, tell him, oh, well, you know, it's my brother. And, and you know, I was the good one. I was the altar boy. Does, does Jesse, does Charlie really have to just justify himself to Echo? Why does he do it? I, you know, it's another flaw in his character. He never takes responsibility. Like, you know, it's always his brother. It's always this. It's always that. Like, you know, he's a fuck up. You know, if he accepted it, maybe I would like him more. Well, he's not justifying it to Echo. He's justifying it to himself. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I got like, it. he's literally like, it wasn't me. It was my brother. Like, he's, he's, he's trying to convince himself. Yeah, that's what addicts do. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, you're right. 100%. <laughs> and then Echo finds uh, the parachute that stumbles up on the body of one of the priests, which we know later who that is but we'll get to that in a minute so and then we go back to the flashback we've kind of we talked about this already uh where echo goes to talk to yemi and he asks him to make them priests and he'll fly the drugs to out of uh, nigeria himself yemi uh, officially refuses and then echo kind of persuades him so does why does yemi not trust him he saved his life 
Biden. Yeah, but look what happened. Yeah. I mean, look what look what's come of it. Yeah. He saved I his mean, life through a, an act of, of evil in Yemi's eyes. Also, can I just throw out there that I think it's very, very funny the juxtaposition in this episode of all of these poor villagers desperately clamoring to get vaccines and we currently <laughs> have vaccines available literally at every corner pharmacy and no one wants them and and people were refusing to take them i just thought that was funny in general i i i don't know (laughs) it's a trip let me tell you everything yeah that 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 those scenes have total you know totally new 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 meeting but i mean to answer your question gunner i think i think yemi knows what's happened you know uh you know, in psychologically, and so that's why there's this mistrust. Yeah. All right. So, uh, but, it, any- but it's also like uh, you know, you have that instance, but there's also what 15 years of Echo doing terrible things that Yemi probably knows about that's also being factored in. That's true. I, I know I that, think that. So, and he did just show up after three years of absence, as the oddly expository dialogue. Uh, told us. <laughs> introduction scene <laughs> all right See, now, in the future it's funny that you say that because i did not notice that really you didn't i didn't notice think it was a, weird a, like, that like, the first thing they said to each other was like hello you're my brother hey it's been three years since i've seen you welcome to this church that i'm a priest of and you yeah. know because you're like it was just it, it was very, very clunky and awkward. Whatever, whatever. I've already moved. It didn't stick out to it. It was seamless from my standpoint. Oh, it was. It was. Well, I, <laughs> and usually, usually, but that's funny. It's usually I am somewhat of like a you know stickler for them. Like, oh, this is so so expository. But I didn't notice it this time. Okay, maybe I'm just being sensitive. But it it seemed like overwhelmingly like unnaturally expository. Like that. That's all. Like, all right, and then we get probably maybe the most interesting scene in the whole episode. So first, Echo and Charlie are looking for the plane, and he Charlie climbs a tree. My favorite part is when he says, he asks him to climb the tree, says, what are you going to do, beat me with your Jesus stick? Which is funny, because I knew a guy in college. Um, you could even bring up this, next time you see Joey Cat Keith, you mention the phrase Jesus stick to him. Because we had a guy that was like, when you talk to him, he's like, you just got to love that guy, man. Beat him with your Jesus stick. Like, that's how his, he referred to like preaching to him or whatever. Just beat him with that Jesus stick. So I, I and if it was funny because earlier in this episode, when I saw it in my mind, I called it a Jesus stick and then he called it a Jesus stick. So don't worry about the Jesus stick because the important thing is what happens next when our lovely Smokey, the smoke monster comes in. And stares down, stares down Echo. We learn so much. Well, not so much, but we learn more about the smoke monster. But first off, Jesse, how badass is Echo for staring him down? What does this mean? What's going on in the scene, guys? Jesse, I'm going to start with you. What's going on in the scene? Yeah, he pulled a John Locke because Locke did it. Uh, so... But did but John Locke didn't it looked to me like the smoke monster was scared of Echo. It didn't look to me like the I mean we didn't see the smoke monster at the time, but Yeah. Wasn't John Locke getting pulled into a hole? No, and in, indeed, in, like in the third episode, it 
it came out and he was like Jeez. looking up at it. But Locke looked scared during that. That uh, just looked like the time. So who was getting sucked into a hole though? I thought that was also that was he, another... he got sucked in later on. He was yeah, he was okay. going to yeah yeah. So that was uh, later. But uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's. I just like how it seems like every time the smoke monster makes an appearance, we learn just a little bit more about it. So we see it this time. And then it also seems to be scanning Echo for like, you know, what what kind of person is Echo? And uh, so it, it seems to be capable of doing that. So, Keith, where are you right now on the smoke monster? What are your thoughts? What is the smoke monster? Where are you with it? The one thing I learned, it's definitely that thing that we thought was a dinosaur, right? Because as it came in, it was knocking trees over the same way it was early on, right? So that yeah. take that that's the beast. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. Um, so what is it at this point? Um, I don't know. What do you think, think? Like, what are, What are your thoughts right now? Like, if you were taking a test and the question was, explain the smoke monster, what do you think? Tell us everything. Yeah, that's what know. I was going to say. So I think it's it's basically evil, and it senses evil, and um, it's out to suck their souls, maybe. Maybe it's like a soul. Wait, sucker. but then why did it pull John into the hidey hole, and why did it take our, our favorite pilot and just instantly shred him to bits and murder him? Rest because in peace, was, Sean, because from Because maybe it's getting the good souls, and it's leaving the evil ones because it knows it's not. So it's only... It doesn't feed good. off... Yeah, it only feeds off good souls, not negative energy. Oh, it feeds on good souls. Yes. So, it's, so is it a... Soul sucker. So when Russo oh, said that, yeah. when you Russo like that. said that it's a security <laughs> system, is it a security system? I don't know. <laughs> or is I don't that just that, her? I don't being know fun. how that relates to it just yet, unless you want to expand on stuff I've missed. Holy. Yeah, I think it's a cloud of nanobots. Mm. I, I yeah. love that idea. I, I, that's what I thought but, for a long time. And what I, was the I, videos I playing when you were looking in it, right? You were looking inside the smoke. I think it was, was like, it was echoes. Or pictures or, yeah, no, it was just it was like a, clouds of lightning kind of thing. You saw, no, but there was like his okay, memories. I saw faces. Yeah. I yeah. saw faces. No, it, faces? Okay. It, it was Echo's history. It was, it was Echo's childhood. It was, it was, it was scanning Echo for like, uh, you know, and it was stuff that we had seen in the previous flashback. Oh, it was, so it was it reading was pulling, his mind. To see it was pulling was. that yeah. out of him. So, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, he realized that he's a bad person. And so, it was like, you're not the person. You ever see Spaceballs when they rewound yeah. the film? That's what he was doing. It was it was rewinding the TiVo of this episode. This is us now. What? Now? Now? Yeah. Now, not now. 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 <laughs> not then. When? Later. Yes. Yes, that's what it was doing. So, I don't know. The smoke monster, I still think, is great. And by the way, um, if you guys are listening to the Lost Podcast that I don't know that anyone is or has access to, um, this episode of the pod... Well, okay, so I do it a week before. Um, so, this episode is the one that... The one I'm referencing to that I just listened to was the one what Kate did because they air it before the episode. So, um, I'm, I go a week behind because they kind of talk about the stuff leading into this episode. Since I don't want to spoil it a week out, I decided to hold it back a week. So the episode about what Kate did, it, there's so much good stuff. I could have played that whole podcast cause I found it all interesting. There was a big chunk about the smoke monster. So if you have access to it, look it up. It's great. 
Um, I didn't pull that stuff just because it was it was really uh, long. But uh, you give us the TLDR. I mean, essentially, what that what it was was just talking about, you know, without explaining. Uh, without explaining the smoke monster, just kind of saying the smoke monster's coming back and, and you'll learn a, a lot. You'll learn more about him this week. Cause it's, it's meant to be talking about next week's episode. So, you know, they're not going to, they don't give out anything, but uh, anyway, so, um, so then we go back to Michael who is in the hatch now. And he's using the computer to talk to Walt. So Keith, last week you said you did not think that that was Walt. Do you still not think he's chatting with Walt? Well, I thought about it today and I'm thinking maybe he's like, I don't know if there's alternate universes or dimensions, but maybe he's like talking to him somewhere else and it's through the interwebs. I I always, I, I always assumed it was Walt watching it for the first time. Jesse, now I just hope that Mr. Friendly's catfishing him from, from his basement. That's um, what I'm hoping. But no one does no one think he's hallucinating? I don't know. I'm just like going back. I always That's thought an option. I always thought it was Walt. And and so so I would this was I mean just throwing this out here from a purely fresh perspective. He was sitting there having this conversation, typing stuff, and just like when I was a teenager doing something I wasn't supposed to and on the computer, daddy walks in and interrupts it. And I got to pretend like I wasn't. Dis- but he comes over and looks at the screen and the whole fucking screen's blank. I did notice that having a conversation on it. So plus the clock stopped because it was on 48 seconds for about four or five seconds. I don't know. Oh, if was else it really? That. I didn't notice that. It was the oh. minutes. That was the minutes. Oh, was it? Oh, oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, even better then. Um, Though Darleton will get got later in this episode. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so, all right, so we're almost done with this episode. So Echo finds the plane, and we're kind of transported back to Nigeria with Echo dressed as the priest and is loading the plane, and Yemi shows up. He tells him not to go. The police shows up and they kill his one so friend. Wait, wait, wait. What the fuck kind of like paramilitary warlords are these guys supposed to be? They're like a truckload of 10 dudes with rifles show up and they literally just stand there with no cover firing wildly at the truck. They, right, hit right? The, they, they immediately hit the get in the plane and take off, yeah, right? Yeah, like what are these? Yeah. Like, just make any sense it didn't no. make any sense they did kill the driver the of the truck though what they did kill the driver of the truck yeah but it's not the, the point you get in the plane one person starts preparing for takeoff and the other like just starts shooting using the plane for cover yeah. like you don't just stand there in the open fu- that's why they all got shot they've like, obviously never played Fortnite or Call of Duty or that's just basic not get shot logic <laughs> is find cover uh, <laughs> bro they're teaching that to every fucking elementary school student these days it's find cover <laughs> in an active oh my situation. God. that's like that is so scary and sad and hauntingly true 
So we also know that we also know that Goldie left Echo behind. Of course, I just realized the reason we call him Goldie is because he had the gold tooth. I never, I didn't ever put two uh, and two gotcha. together. But um, that Goldie just left Echo, Echo, Echo. Yeah, he's a Echo my Echo my Echo. He left Echo behind. So and then we go back to the plane on the island and we find Yemi's body still wearing the cross. So Keith, the the, the whole this whole episode kind of leads up to this question for you. Why is the plane on this island? Is the plane really on this island? How did it was it always meant to go there? What the hell is going on with this plane just magically be appearing on this island? Well, I mean, I guess the perception is it wants us to think that it flew in and crash landed, right? So, I mean, I guess they're putting two and two together. And so, now, do you think I, it originally, just happenstance? It just happened to crash on this island? No, not at all. There's something definitely going on. Now, I I don't know what it is, but um, and it's been mentioned by characters earlier that this is not a, like a long range flight, you know, right. plane like it, you know, and it's it, old. It, it, it it doesn't seem like it would be able to 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 reach uh, the South Pacific. And it was it me or did it look like those bodies were there a long time? Yeah, that's what I was saying. It was old. They had mentioned the plane had been there for like decades. But I initially <laughs> thought I initially thought he was going to be on the plane. So I was surprised to see that they pushed him out. How crazy would that be if his own body was on the plane? That yeah, he found one. He found his own corpse. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So we still the- don't know who Adam and Eve is. We still don't. Maybe it's remember the all the, the scuttlebutt was that Adam and Eve was going to be Jack and Kate. That was the scuttlebutt. I'm not saying it it is or it isn't, but back when Adam was no. Eve was a big <laughs> question. So that was like the number one theory. So and well, then we, I, so I when I watched this, I thought he was on. He, I I always thought he was still on. You know the main the main plane that broke in half. But now, after seeing this, I was wondering, well, what was he doing in Australia? Was he trying to, like, find his brother or something? I mean, I don't no, really know. His brother know. was shot. His brother's dead. His brother got shot. Remember? Honestly, he, I don't remember the, the why got, he the, was the in Australia. Got back on the plane. Yeah, they dragged him up before they showed him dead. He just got shot, and they, he said, take him. He, it, from Echo's standpoint, the brother could still be alive, maybe, and they could have maybe landed wherever they were supposed to export those okay. drugs. Because the one guy had a parachute on, so his could have landed, right? Yeah. Well, but so, the parachute was on the island. I mean, that was just on the plane, right? That wasn't... Do you, Jesse, anyway. do you remember why Echo was in Australia? Yeah, we find that out later on. Okay, okay I don't want to know, but that, that that's what I was thinking. Like, okay, what a coincidence that he finds his dead brother in this plane that crash i mean was he searching for him was he trying was he on this mission to find him i i don't know yet but that's what i was thinking that's an extraordinary i mean of course this island is you know but I with know, extraordinary I things he knows that the plane's there and he didn't get evidence of that until he found the yeah, the, the yeah that, statues. That's why he was so activated when that happened. That's why like, he was he there. Was, like, he was just like, right, like, that's right. Hate me, but, you know? for, but okay, so where was the plane supposed to go from Nigeria? We don't Do we know, know that? that. No. So, just yeah, out yeah, of but Nigeria. Is, is it possible that Echo 
knew, knew something about the plane, you know, having some rendezvous in Australia and he was searching for the, no, the bro, plane. That, that plane has like a couple hundred kilometer radius. It wasn't fucking crossing the South Pacific. Okay. It was like a Cessna. It could keep going, you know, it would land from place to place. Where? In the middle of the ocean? No, no, but like, let's say, you know, you go from, from, it's going to stop know, in 20 different countries smuggling heroin. You, along you, you, you do one line? stop in Madagascar and then you go to the Maldives. And no, then you go you're to, smuggling a heroin. You know, you're stopping. <laughs> you're flying. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. No. But it's just no, 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 it's no. weird. But, it's weird. No, I'm okay, telling look. you. Like you're flying it, 20 feet above the ground to avoid fucking radar. Like you're flying a, like 20 feet above sea level if you're flying over the ocean. And that plane is going a couple hundred kilometers. Yeah, point. but I, they're dressed yeah. as priests. I don't think they're trying to evade anything. I think they're they're trying to play it cool, and they're going to fly out legally. If it wasn't yeah, for yeah, Yemi exactly. ratting them out, then they would have got away with it. But they're not making it to the South Pacific. No, but I don't think that's south. where they were going. I just think somehow they ended up in the South yeah, Pacific. Yeah, I think they were going to like a neighbor. Do they disclose what country they're in? They're in Nigeria. They're in Nigeria. You said Nigeria? Okay, okay. I was gonna say what, they're probably yeah, going to my, my they're going to Chad. my bare understanding of drug smuggling is you take off once and you land once and that's the end yeah, of the transaction. You know it. what I mean? You know, yeah, you, like, you, you get you get it over with. You you do not risk multiple checkpoints. You do not risk multiple fucking. You don't risk any checkpoints if you don't have to. The so odds then, of them actually landing that plane at a legitimate destination are fucking zero. They're taking off under that guise and then landing at a private airport, probably a makeshift airport in Africa, and then moving the fucking drugs. So if, it, okay, if the well, plane doesn't belong there, then how to get there? Where? In that I'm, island. I'm sure we'll find out. The, these are the mysteries that are that that that, that, yeah. that are you know coaxing me into the next episodes. You know, I will, I will heard about African smuggling. Yeah. Is not only when that plane lands, not only will they take everything out of the fucking plane, they will literally strip the plane down to the goddamn bolts. There's no plane left as evidence when they're done. It's amazing to watch work. It's 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 frightening. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the end of this episode because the end is a pretty great episode. So uh Echo. After after all that happens, we go back to Echo and Charlie, and uh, we we see the body is that of Yemi, and he gives Charlie a statue that you know he owes him one, and he burns the plane with Yemi's body, and he tells Charlie that he is a priest, and he starts reciting. Anyone know what he's reciting? Psalm twenty third Psalm. Twenty yeah, third Psalm. Wow, hey. they should name yeah, the episode that. Guess. <laughs> so uh, before we finish up, uh, Fuge, is uh, Echo a priest? He's told Charlie he was. Is he a priest? Uh, well, he's got the paperwork to prove that he's ordained, so yeah, <laughs> technically. Well, right. technically, and we also don't know what happened. Obviously, he didn't go on the plane, and he got over there on the, on the commercial flight, so he could have been a priest during that time and changed himself. Yeah, I guess. I also right. wonder if he. I wonder if he believes that something has changed him in, in you know in this process of you know him going through all this with his brother dying, 
and of all of it, all of it. I wonder a, if he, a, a, a rebirth, as it were. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. If, if, including with the smoke monster, everything. It's all of that, all that has transpired before you know, up to this episode, before he starts reciting that boy, that beautiful verse. That I, I, I was reading it too after the show. I was like, my gosh, that's such a beautiful. It's like ah, such. See, uh, we're gonna disagree on that. I actually really really hate that psalm i think that it's a mechanism of control and when you look at it from a manipulation and control angle it's really fucking dark and i don't like it all right i mean i, su- I suppose if you look at it like that yes you know, uh, uh, i it, mean it, no it's it, it's it's you literally look at it that way. It's a mind control mechanism, um, displacing um, any form of responsibility on the self to and putting it on the shepherd. Like, nope, I don't have to worry about anything. Like, my shepherd's got it's literally turning yourself into a sheep and putting yourself in the hands of the shepherd, which I guess well, is the you know, whole that's okay. That so that's what I find you, that just, yeah. I'm, I'm very anti that. God, understood. That's very, very interesting because I, I do not come from a Judeo Christian religious tradition and i you know i i you know these these verses have different meanings to me and so from for i kind of hear it from this outsider's perspective and to me it was extremely it was it was very beautiful and comforting i was like oh my gosh that's so beautiful what a great way to look at life that you're always you've always got this kind of you know this this divine presence looking over your shoulder uh, or something. I, that's how I took it. I mean, you can interpret it many different ways, though. I, I do agree with that. Well said, Daz. So the episode ends. We see Sin and John, Jin and Son bring in Anna Lucia fish. You do that every week. And I know. <laughs> and then we see Hurley helping Libby out. So seriously, guys, are we not on well, Team Lurie? Heck well, yeah. Right. We, we, we had them all saying hi to Sawyer. And yeah, his hair was looking good. Question, why was he wearing a full shirt though? That was a perfect opportunity to show off some fucking sex. I guarantee you that shirt will not be full for much longer. I know, it was it was kind of bullshit. And again, why is Kate wearing a bra in every fucking scene? Just it's it's really it's getting on my nerves. It it it, it is. Yeah. Need shirtless Sawyer and and brawless Kate. Like, what the fuck are these like producers doing? I, I thought they got the message. And, and I don't know, altering. Well, then we see Charlie uh, going back to see Claire, and she pretty much tells him she doesn't want him near her or her baby. Jesse, are you starting to feel sorry for Charlie yet? <laughs> never, <laughs> never. And then the episode ends. And we really? find out. I'm starting to hate Claire more and more. And you just, I just feel like you just need to hate someone. No. And Claire's you've lost Boone. Really and you've lost like, Shannon. You find the next one and just focus on her. No, no. I, I was originally a, a fan of, of Claire. And then she's just, she's gotten very one dimensional and, and very buzzkilly. And, and I don't know. I'm just. She's very. I didn't like her in this episode. I've liked her in pretty much every other episode. Oh, maybe I don't know. I feel like I talked shit about her in a different one too. But uh, no, nah, in this one, she's very like doesn't let anyone just stay away from my baby, Charlie. Nah. Yeah. And get back. <laughs> I love this cue, though. I love this. It's great. It's very Hawaiian, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, all right. Well, that. Oh, wait, to answer your question, I am I am on Team Hurley and Libby. What about you, Keith? You want Hurley and Libby to hook up? What are we calling them? Lurley? Absolutely. Or Hibby? Yeah, it's like sounds like instantly, instantly, you're like they have to get together. You know, who doesn't want the audience to get laid? Because <laughs> that means we're getting laid. So, all right, guys. Well, Hurley. So I uh, I did pull some audio from the the Lost Podcast. Like I said, this was possibly the best one they've had so far, and it partially was just because it's a great episode. Um, but uh, I did pull some clips. So uh, here's a couple questions that 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 they were answering. I find these interesting. I hope you guys do too. So let's 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 uh, listen to a couple of these real fast. Okay, I'd like to uh, answer the question that was posed by Damon is hot nine thousand. I, I and, know you must be joking. <laughs> no, right there, right here. See where is and, that? And it's not like that. It's Damon is hot with two T's, so there must be a there must be a Damon is hot with one T nine thousand. And and obviously Damon is hot one through eight thousand nine hundred ninety nine. So I'm sorry you, about that. You had better be careful when you go out and about town. Just so you know, Damon is married. Yes, and and I, I ironically, or, or perhaps not so ironically, Damon is hot nine thousand is in fact my wife, Heidi. So, um, but go ahead and ask the question. So, are you going to be home for dinner tonight? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm at the compound, sweetie, um, with the monkey butler. <laughs> is there any significance to the music besides that of Michael Chikino? that you play on the show, such as make your own kind of music or outside? Um, well, yes. I mean, obviously, we pick uh, when we do what are called needle drops on the show, and they're called needle drops. It's sort of an old school uh, uh, way in the TV business of saying any music in the show that is, you know, that is recorded as opposed to something that you're originally generating. The Mama Cass song uh, is something that we pick very specifically, not only because it lyrically felt right, but also knowing what we know about the Hatch, uh, we have certain limitations of exactly what year the record stop in the hatch and there's something about mama cass's music that is very haunting given um her own personal history but that just felt like the the perfect song and and we 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 selected it thusly but there are some other music coming up in the show over the course of the next couple weeks um you might want to keep your eyes peeled for geronimo jackson's uh audacious debut uh, right. they're they're a band that not a lot of people have heard about um, you know, they just pressed one album, very obscure album. I think it was in the late seven, mid 70s, to late seventies. Yeah. We, yeah, we we've actually sort of we, we enjoy sort of kind of finding some and unearthing some songs that are sort of not um, the types of things that you hear on oldies radio all the time, and uh, that you know they, they they kind of help us sort of um, establish the, the the kind of the mood and the and the and the setting that you know in which you know the kind of period uh-huh. that the that the hash was built and I, I don't know we do, we, we kind of love the there, there's a certain eeriness in, to kind of playing that music in context with our show that we we really respond to so I guess that answers the question and uh, I could have answered it at home honey but thanks for asking anyway oh you guys excited okay. <laughs> Geronimo Jackson is coming Jesse and for those of you that have uh, uh, an Xbox 
You can possibly download the Geronimo Jackson song on Rock Band. That's all I'm going to say. So, and then here's something. I heard this. I was so excited to play this clip for you. So uh, here's one of my favorite clips that we've had so far. I'm sure you've gotten this before, <laughs> but why do we see no birds on the island and yet still hear them? Uh, and boy, if I had oh a nickel for every God. time someone asked me that question. My God. Well, you know, it's actually kind of interesting <laughs> that, um, you know, there are, there are no snakes in Hawaii. And the reason there are no snakes in Hawaii um, is that the... Uh, this is really tangential, but it's it, it's going to come back around to this. I think it's interesting. It is interesting. Well, the there are no snakes indigenous to Hawaii, and and you've, if you ever go to Hawaii, you felt these agricultural forms that basically make sure that you're declaring everything you bring in, and they are, and they have people that inspect planes to make sure that no snakes have snuck up into the wheel wells and everything like that, because snakes can be devastating. And in fact, these brown snakes were released on the island of Guam, and they basically. Um, killed the entire bird population of the island of Guam, and they drop down on you out of trees and stuff, which and, is not and cool bite either. you. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, snakes in Hawaii are a real problem. As for birds, um, you know, there, and any kind of time we try to use, you know, animals, wildlife, you know, we are we are extremely conscious of the environmental uh, consequences of that, and so you can't just like half birds in your show you know you but have to if, have if i can interrupt though for a second yeah. carlton is is it an accurate statement to say that there are there have ne- we have never seen a bird on the show lost no, in fact we had ha- the, haven't we seen a bird we had the giant bird that's that, right that appeared you know when in when they were trekking uh in the finale in the finale from and, the black rock and what did that what did that bird sound like carlton hmm. hurley hmm. hurley that's right it's the hurley bird we call it the hurley bird um, so that is a bird. All this by that entire you had to sit through that entire snake story just to hear Carlton do his Hurley Bird impression, which puts a smile on my face. Although you're probably now looking for the Madonna video. Hurley Bird, the first ever official mention of the Hurley Bird. Hurley, I right, one quick one. Just uh, here's my last clip. This one actually is more. Like I said, them getting busted. So this is a short one, but uh, here. All right. One last quickie and then we're out. Uh, okay. I, I will ask you this one, Carlton. Excellent. Really? Simple question <laughs> asks. and then, You know, this one's not going to be simple. simple question. There is no simple question. Why did you waste four weeks of trying to open the hatch in the first season and Boone dies in the process and we come to find out that there's a back door like 20 feet away that really isn't hidden? And if you say that that door could only be opened from the inside too, then I would say that it would have been easier to open that door than the actual hatch. You know what? You're right. <laughs> You're totally, busted. We're completely busted. busted. Um, and so there only are two conclusions. Either we're idiots or the characters are idiots. Um, so just take your pick. No, that hat, the, no. the back door is like in the in the rock face and completely obscured like you know way more, away from where more, the other more hatch obscure is. than a hatch that's buried in the ground with a bunch of dirt on it i guess I we, are busted. Right. we are we're busted. totally yeah. busted so um you know the problem we is, should have a sound effect when we get busted exactly we need these we podcasts need, to get like we need like that we need like william macy and, <laughs> we need the guy uh, in, in uh, uh, seabiscuit sea biscuit with all those little wah, wah, devices. wow <laughs> you've been busted all right well you're right we we um you know you nailed us you nailed us anyway guilty as charged 
Well, guys, a very triumphant return to my favorite segment as possibly one of the largest death episodes we've had in a long time. Like a high body count. Yes. Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> All right. So, guys, let's say goodbye to those who we lost today. How many were there? Like, first we've got man. the guy that uh, Echo kills at the beginning. We can call him uh, Burlap Sackman, as we like to refer to him. We got Ulu, who was shot uh, by the soldiers. He was uh, his friend. We got Goldie, who uh, we found his dead body on the island. We got the Academy Award nominee, Tough Moroccan, who had his throat slit. Yep. And his buddy, the uh, appropriately named Moroccan number two. Yeah. We have the driver of the uh, soldiers, which they yep. shot. Yemi, yep. whose death hurts all of our souls. There was at least one or two other police soldiers. soldiers. Yeah, I Possibly. think they got at least one or two of them. But there was one death that is uncalled for and not getting the press it should. Statue that got smashed a bit. Rest in peace. Ranch dressing. Yeah, <laughs> ranch dressing. Yeah, May your cool. valleys be hidden no more. Though I walk through the hidden valley in the shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Only good Maybe thing Michael's about this. Be true. <laughs> yeah. Only good thing about this episode: the one survivor. Big Mike. Not even funny. Like it's just dumb. Guys, that is today's episode, man. Jesse, one of the best. I love it. You guys all love this episode. Am I, am I out of place by calling it one of the best? It's one of my favorites. It's one of the better ones, yeah. I mean, if you take the finales and the season, the season finales and the season premieres out of it, um, I can only think of a couple, I think, at this level. And uh, the ones that we've watched so far, I, I can't think of one. I mean, there was the one that uh, Daz backtracked on, calling it the greatest episode ever, and then Fuge flipped him. Yeah, that was a, that was a problem. <laughs> we don't even remember which one that was. So. Oh, there's good, there'll be many more. It's good. Don't worry about it. It'll be. It's just first in line. Uh, so Charlie looks queued up for a pretty good party there. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, that's interesting. I'm, I'm now, do you sorry. think he was, uh, that's his stash that he's going to keep? Or do you think he's quitting so he can try to win Claire back? I think he's going to do it all at once. I mean, I don't think he's used. I don't think he used any of that stuff. I think he's just, like he said, I think he was honest with uh, with Echo when he said it's his security blanket. So, yeah. I don't know. Or it could be like sometimes, you know, when you get, when, I don't think any of us would be like this, but when people get dumped, and they, someone says, hey, I'm dumping you because you drink too much. And then they are single. Then all they want to do is drink because they're allowed to. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he turns into that. Maybe. So next. But he, this was preemptive. 
So let me ask you a question, he Keith. All statues before he set the plane on fire. That is true. That Keith, was that was a a bunker he'd been building for a while. It's not like he got in a fight with Claire and then he rescued all them Virgin Marys. He was no, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Who's gonna have more? Who's gonna have more virgins upon their death, Saeed or Charlie? I, I, I'm pretty sure he's gonna start selling drugs on the island. To that's, who? That's the plan. Because to who? The island's only heroin dealer. <laughs> Why else wouldn't he be using it? He's 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 planning to start a little business. Don't get high yeah. on your own supply. All right. Well, uh, before we end it, Keith, uh, last last week I spoiled something, and we said that you would probably forget what I spoiled. Do you remember what uh, I spoiled last week? No, I don't remember. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you know. Wait, wait, wait. Before, before, wait, wait. I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, they're also on a deserted island and have a lot of people that have needed, like, surgeries and have had accidents and all sorts of other shit. Maybe it's not a good idea to light your best fucking painkiller supply on fire. Maybe you should give all the heroin to the doctor who can use it as an actual medicine because that's what heroin was originally invented and used for. Well, like coming, coming in with logic again, aren't you future? I mean, like you needed painkillers. I'm sure Boone could have used some of that fucking heroin when you were trying to chop his leg off with a fucking cargo hanger. Very true. Very true. It would have done him a pretty solid. Like he could have used that. It would have been nice. <laughs> all right guys well you know where to find us all that info wideopenmike.net is the podcast network we are associated with and we have to go back.net is our website there all the information and all the other shows on the network including firecast with us our twin peaks podcast uh with future there gunner and the pistols which every single one of you guys have been on at least once maybe twice jesse you've been on twice just once. Okay, so you've been only on once, but the rest of you guys been on twice, I think, maybe. Well, it's have to have Keith and Jesse. I think Keith's only been on once. But, uh, yeah, man, yeah, all sorts once. of stuff uh, in the works coming up. Um, so stay tuned to wideopenmike.net for all that fun stuff. And and don't forget about our Twitter account that hasn't been updated in uh, six months. Yeah, at WHTGB Podcast. So one of these days we'll we'll get on that. I'm terrible at social media. <laughs> I've actually I've, I've actually wanted to keep it from being updated just now to make a meme out of it. Hi <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, we love you. Peace, Big Mike. Mike. <laughs>